I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now get ready for another episode of Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome to our podcast. Please be aware the thoughts and opinions expressed by the host are their thoughts and opinions only and do not reflect those of iHeartMedia, iHeartRadio, Coast to Coast AM, employees of Premier Networks, or their sponsors and associates. We would like to encourage you to do your own research and discover the subject matter for yourself. Hi, I'm Sandra Champlain. For almost 25 years, I've been on a journey to prove the existence of life after death. On each episode, we'll discuss the reasons we now know that our loved ones have survived physical death. And so will we. Welcome to Shades of the Afterlife. There's more to life than meets the eye, and there's more to you than you know. I love that quote. There are so many different experiences that happen regarding people and the afterlife. On our time together today, I want you to hear the words of a toy inventor who's also an award-winning copywriter in the advertising business. His name is John Weiss. He's the author of the book, The Afterlife is to Die For. Amazing possibilities await us all. I was intrigued when he told me, One night during meditation, I accidentally entered the afterlife. This is a very different kind of experience, but I thought you'd really enjoy it. And here is John Weiss. I was a marketing director of a company in Florida. I started getting pains in my stomach. I had no idea what what it was. I figured it was all the the Cuban food I was eating down there. Mm -hmm. Sure. Spicy. Very spicy, great. And I was living on this stuff. You know, I went to a quote-unquote Florida doctor who said there was nothing wrong with me. It was just the food. So finally, after about a year, I came back to the city, and I was very weak. And I went to my doctor, and he gave me all kinds of tests and blood tests. And he said to me, I hate to tell you, but you have cancer. And we don't know where. We now have to scope you all over the place. So I found out that I had very, very advanced cancer. Wow. And this was, this was in 2006. So I had all kinds of surgeries. It was pretty bad. It took me, well, I went from 170 pounds to just about 90 pounds. Oh, my gosh. You know, and I turned, like, greenish-blue, so I, I looked like an alien. Wow. But I was able to um, beat it. I was, for a long time, I was in chemotherapy. And while I was in chemotherapy, I learned how to meditate. And um, I became really good at it, and I could just lose myself in it. 
during the day when I'm sitting in that chair. You know, that's when, when they put the, uh, the poison in you. Mm-hmm. And I did it every single day for a long time. And when everything was all better, I was in the habit of the meditating, so I continued meditating. Great. And I loved it. Completely put me in another world. Yes. You know, nothing paranormal, but I would lose time and everything like that. It was just utter, utter peacefulness. Mm-hmm. Then years later, in 2011, I was reading a book before I went to sleep. And I read a lot of books on World War II because I'm fascinated by it. And I was reading a book on Iwo Jima, which was a major uh, Pacific battle. Uh-huh. And after reading the book, I meditated and I meditated myself to sleep. And the following day, I remembered that I had had an incredible dream, unlike anything I'd ever dreamt before, that I was actually in the battle on the beach in a crater next to a soldier who I spoke to. And it was fascinating. It was very scary. And unlike other dreams, I could smell. And, you know, I smelled everything around me. The uh, machinery burning, the gunpowder. I mean, every anything you can imagine. That's wild. And, yeah, it was very wild. I thought about that, uh, you know, the following afternoon. Nothing much about it. The same, that night, I um, continued reading my book, meditated, fell asleep, and I woke up in the same dream. Only this time, I was still on Iwo Jima. I was in the same spot. I realized that I was dreaming, and I went along with it. And this guy next to me, whose name was Lyle, started talking to me. And he told me I'm not dreaming. So my first inclination was to, I have a very bad mouth. (laughs) I cursed at him and I said, you're just me. And I met another soldier who got killed next to me. Mm. And this guy said, pick up his gun and start shooting. So I figured, hey, this is going to be a lot of fun. I picked up the guy's gun, which was a machine gun, and I started shooting And then I woke up, but I woke up right in the middle of the dream, and that's all I could think about. Mm -hmm. Then I thought, how how can I dream the same thing twice? And so I didn't think anything more of it. Well, the next night, I didn't read the Ewo book. I didn't read anything. And I woke up in another dream. In this one, I didn't know where I was. I was sitting on ice-cold metal. There were terrible noises. The thing was buzzing and rattling and all different things. And then I see this soldier, Lyle, come walking over. He was from my last dream Mm -hmm. and sit down next to me. And he says, you know where you are? I said, of course I don't know where I am. He said, well, you should know because you've read all about this. And I didn't know what he was talking about. And he said, you're on a flying fortress. You're going over the, in, over the English Channel, and we're going to bomb Germany. It's another World War II thing. Mm-hmm. He said, you've read all about warplanes. You've built models of them. You've watched all the movies 
So you can take all that together, and with your imagination, you're here, and you can enjoy it all. So I said, well, how do you know all this about me? Then I said, oh, I know. You are me, and I'm talking to myself. And he said, oh, no, I'm not you, but we'll talk about it sometime. So I said, let's talk about it now. And he said, no, let's just enjoy what, what's going on here. He said, we'll have more of a chance. So I'm thinking at that, about that point that I'm, there's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And I'm hallucinating and maybe some medication I'm taking is bad. Maybe someone played a joke on me, put drugs into something. It started to bother me an awful lot. The next afternoon, I was at my parents' house, and my mother gave me a shoebox of old, old, old pictures of where I grew up, up in Purchase, New York. So I was looking at them at night. I had them on my bed. I meditated, fell asleep, and I remember lying there, and I felt very warm and itchy, and there was something crawling on my forehead. I woke up with a real start, took a a big bug off my forehead, and realized I was lying on the ground in my old backyard. And it was very, very, very freaky. At one point, I, you know, I was scared, but I figured, all right, I'm in another one of these impossible dreams. I'll get up and I'll walk around. Mm -hmm. And I saw my old home, which no longer exists. I saw everything that I grew up with as a kid in the backyard. And as I was going towards the side of the yard, I hear a squeaking noise. And it's my old jungle gym. And sitting on the swing was Lyle, the same guy. Wow. And it actually got me very angry that here I am in a place that I loved more than anything else, and here's this guy. And I remember screaming at him. I said, go away. This is a very special place for me. And he said to me, if you want me to go away, I will. You can explore until you wake up, but you'll never see me again, and you'll never dream like this again. He said, but if you promise to let me see you again, we'll take the next step. I said, what's the next step? He says, I'll tell you what's going on. And I said, fine. What laughing. I knew that whatever this was, was some kind of a crazy dream that I definitely had something wrong with me. Oh, yeah. Some but, figment of your imagination somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But something I thought I had a, maybe I had had a stroke or, or something. I didn't know what was going on. So I spent the rest of the time exploring. And after that, for several weeks, I meditated every night. He got me. I met his girlfriend, which is a crazy, crazy story. And I was taken to places all over the world. And in the past, I was taught about the afterlife, that I had entered the afterlife through a quirk which they very carefully described to me how it was done and that they could get me back whenever I wanted to get back. And I learned, I mean, the damnedest stuff while I was there. 
they took one week where they said that I couldn't come back, but they gave me an assignment and that was go to the bookstore and I had to read a book on quantum mechanics and I had to read a book on paranormal studies. They said, pick out the simplest ones. And I, of course, complained about the paranormal. I said, I'm not reading this. Well, I'm, I'm not going to use the word because I'm on radio. But it begins with S. Uh-huh. And I said, I, you know, I said, that, that's really a lot of crap. I said, I'm not. He said, read it. Read this stuff. So I figured, all right, this is all crazy. I don't really know what that, what's going on. So I read the very beginner's quantum book. And I had always heard, I knew something about quantum physics, but very little. Mm-hmm. I was blown away by it, totally blown away. Even though you couldn't understand half of what they were saying. Right. It was, it was fascinating that this stuff was actually true, because it sounds like science fiction. This is a good place to take our break. This reminds me of John Davis's story in episode 11, when he went into the halls of learning and he witnessed somebody going into history during his near-death experience. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Hey folks, we need your music. Hey, it's producer Tom at Coast to Coast AM and every first Sunday of the month, we play music from emerging artists just like you. If you're a musician or a singer and have recorded music you'd like to submit, it's very easy. Just go to coasttocoastam.com, click the Emerging Artist banner in the carousel, follow the instructions, and we just might play your music on the air. Go now to coasttocoastam.com to send us your recording. That's coasttocoastam.com. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, 
Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. You're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Looking for that certain someone who shares your interests in UFOs, ghosts, Bigfoot, conspiracy theories, and the paranormal? Look no further than ParanormalDate.com the unique site for like-minded people. If you like the senior crowd, try paranormaldate.com forward slash seniors to meet like-minded people that are 60 plus. It all depends on what you prefer. Paranormaldate.com is great for everyone. You can also tap into members that are 60 plus at paranormaldate.com forward slash seniors. Enjoy your search. Have some fun at paranormaldate.com. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we're eavesdropping on a conversation I had had with John Weiss about him going into the dream world and finding out a lot about the afterlife. Where we left on our story, he had just purchased a book on quantum physics. I then, with complete embarrassment, walked into the paranormal section. This was at, <laughs> at Borders Books, which doesn't exist anymore, but they had a huge metaphysical blah, 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 yeah, you know, yeah, witchcraft, yeah. All, everything that I thought was hysterical, you know, ridiculous. So I found a book that, that didn't look that horrible, didn't have, you know, hands appearing out of the cover and all of the junk that I figured they would be in it. <laughs> and I read it and I was laughing. I thought it was very funny. But one thing I realized is that they kept on coming back to consciousness and quantum theory. Wow. So I saw that quantum theory and paranormal studies are strongly linked. And that, you know, I was the worst skeptic in the world. But I thought, well, you know, if something is happening to me here, this is kind of proving certain things to me. Because I learned an awful lot from this. Then, finally, when I got back there, I discussed this with Lyle and Betty. They then said that with this quantum background, they would tell me how I got there and how life was formed in the very beginning. And I learned an incredible new biological science 
you know, I, of course, could have never heard of before, nor no one in the world has heard of it. And I, of course, I didn't believe any of it. Right. Because all along with everything they were telling me, I said, I still think that I'm imagining all of this. I'm going along with it, but I don't think any of this is real. I think there's something seriously wrong with me. And they said, these were very, very nice, understanding people. And they said, we completely understand, but we're going to try and show you how this is all true. What, you know, we're trying to figure out a way. So I said, well, you know, let me wake up in the morning with a blade of grass in my hand from where we go, or a flower, or even a pebble. They said, it's impossible to do, because you can't, you can't transfer anything over. So I figured, oh, all right, well, that helps my skepticism. And they said, well, you have to think about it. It's, you can't bring things back and forth, because if you could, everyone would know about this. I said, well, how many people know about this? They said, thousands of people know about the afterlife. They said, it's a very common thing. I said, well, the only times I've heard about it is from, like, lunatics. And they said, yeah, unfortunately so, because a lot of people who talk about it and believe in it are. And they also said, many, many people who talk about it are frauds. Yes. Just like, just like palm readers. They said, you know, there are palm readers who are for real, and we're going to tell you all about that. But most of them are fraud. Because if there's any way of making money from anything, people will do it. And anything that's strange and mysterious, people love. They said, like, all this flying saucer stuff people talk about. And I said, how do you, you know, they said, how do you know it's not real? And also, how do you know what's on my mind before I even talk about it? And then they got very thick into quantum theory and what they are capable of doing and what I am not capable of doing, doing as a living human being. And as I learned, the afterlife is just a very simple extension of life. There's no big deal about it at all. It's supposed to be there just like life is supposed to be there. Hmm. And there's nothing, nothing strange or mysterious at all. It's just a ramification of quantum mechanics. Because matter doesn't die, it may shift into something else. Right. You know, and we're, we're all made from the same matter that came from initially from the Big Bang. The other thing they told me that, um, and when I talk about this to people, like I get raised eyebrows, and it's sort of like, oh, all right, we were waiting for this. The ability to be able to go into the afterlife and for the life itself, is all based on something that they call a particle bundle. And I can explain later, if you remind me, how they came up with that word for it. Okay. What it is, is four primary particles. And these are the most basic particles in the universe that are, you know, infinitely small. There are four particles that are fused together by, they said, some cataclysmic force, which was the Big Bang. Now, these four fundamental particles have a, a core in them, and I'll explain what happens with that. Now, of course, we're talking about something that could never, ever, ever, ever be seen. 
Right. Even through a collider, you couldn't see it. When you're born, there is a particle bundle within you. Now, that doesn't mean anything because when you're born, there are already trillions and trillions of particles. That You could have a million particle bundles and it wouldn't make any difference. But it's in you somewhere, completely inactive. And it stays in you as you grow. But when you get into, like, the late seven months of being a woman being pregnant, the particle bundle is activated by the brain. Not consciously. It just happens. Because the brain is at a developmental point, and the electric nature of it ignites the particle bundle. And what the particle bundle does is it's basically a quantum computer. It records. And it records every single thing you do from before you're born until you die. It records everything photographically in all dimensions. Everything you see, hear, taste, smell, and more. Because our abilities, our senses, are very limited. Yes, they are. That I know. Which all changes when you go into the afterlife. Because all the abilities are there. You're, you're unchained when you're there. So this particle bundle is there. Now, your brain controls what the particle bundle can and can't do. In other words, your, your brain will stop the particle, particle bundle. It'll stop it from allowing you to have any kind of paranormal abilities. Because if there were, if the brain didn't restrain it, we would never have a civilization. We probably would have either killed each other a long time ago or we would have gotten nowhere because we would have been too smart, too capable, and lost in our own dreams. So that's the particle bundle. So the particle bundle, it's everything you are, all of your memories. And memory is the key to the afterlife because that's all you take with you. Hmm, okay. Nothing more. That makes sense. When you die and you have complete brain death, no more electricity, um, no more electrical impulses, the particle bundle is set free. And it does something called quantum tunneling, and it goes a distance that's unimaginably short until it's in a indistinguishable kind of like a dimension. You're really, really here. When the particle bundle goes through this quantum channeling, it is hit, it is bombarded by photons. Even if you have passed away in complete darkness, there is no such a thing as complete darkness until you get into very deep space. And even there, there's light. Your particle bundle has the ability to remember sight, and it reacts to the light. So your consciousness is there, and you see a very bright light as your timeline which starts to sound like an NDE. Right. 
Now, a lot of people claim to see loved ones and different things like that. Well, that's very true because those are your dearest memories and your memories are beginning to fire up like crazy because that's all you are, our memories. Now, remember I mentioned that there was a core in the particle bundle? Yes. The core emanates a vibration, and they call it a signature vibration. The vibration has a frequency of its own, and it's like your fingerprints or your DNA. No two signature vibrations are the same. Since that vibration has been there, as long as your bundle has been activated, your loved ones all know where you are at all times. So they can visit you. They can watch over your life. They can't have any effect on you, but they can watch over your life. You, of course, can't hear them because your brain doesn't allow it. Now, let me get a little bit back into the brain. The luckiest people are people who have brain malfunctions. You know, they say that creative people have a little bit of savantism in them. Yes. Now, that comes from a disruption, partially, of your left lobe. It's canceling out some of the logic or whatever. And you can have certain abilities. Creativity is an ability. This is a good place to take our break. And when we come back, we'll hear more about Savants, The Afterlife with John Weiss. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for the eligible bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Are you ready to fight back against crime? Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. 
Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey folks, producer Tom here reminding you to make sure and check out our official Coast to Coast AM YouTube channel. For many of us, YouTube is our go-to place for audio-visual media, and we here at Coast to Coast are happy to share free hour-long excerpts of Coast to Coast AM with you, our loyal fans and new listeners. Our YouTube channel offers many different Coast to Coast AM hour-long pieces of audio on numerous topics, including ufology, extraterrestrials, conspiracies, strange creatures, prophecies, and much, much more. There's even a section that includes our most popular uploads, such as many of the David Pilates shows on people disappearing appearing in national parks to visit or subscribe just go to youtube and type in coast to coast am official or you can simply go to the coast to coast am.com website and click on the youtube icon at the top it's the official coast to coast am youtube channel you're gonna love this just get on over to coast to coast am.com and start your free listening now a new season of bridgerton is here And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. You're listening to the new iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Now let's get back to Shades of the Afterlife with Sandra Champlain. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are talking to John Weiss, author of The Afterlife is to Die For. Creativity is an ability. Now, the farther you go into savantism, it starts at mild, and then it goes to profound. Profound savants are the ones who can do the most amazing things anyone has ever seen. I don't know if you've read about them. No, not too much. You know, child savants can listen to a Beethoven symphony and having never played a piano, go and play it from beginning to end. They can sculpt in bronze the most incredible looking animals. They can do, they can paint like the most fantastic masterpieces. They're living all over the world. They're, People love to document them. And the movie Rain Man was about one. Yes, yes. He's, he's one of the most profound ones. Now, when you have your profound savants, they're dysfunctional people. That's yeah. why they used to call them idiot savants. So they realized that was very politically incorrect. 
So they just call it savants. Hmm. So they may be able to do nothing well, but wherever their ability is, it's beyond amazing. In fact, it's impossible what they're able to do. Kim Peek, who is the guy about Rain Man, who was the guy who was played by um, Dustin Hoffman. They would take a box of wooden matches, blow all of them all the way up in the air, and he would have counted all of them by the time they hit the ground. Holy cow. He would read books by reading the left-hand page and the right-hand page simultaneously. The left with one eye, the right with the other eye. They do the most unbelievable things. And as I learned, this is because they have various forms of brain dysfunction, which allows the quantum bundle to operate a little bit better. And it can go on and off. Now, you know, there are a lot of people who people think they're crazy. When you see someone who's saying they're, they're hearing voices, they're swatting imaginary flies. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with them because they're really experiencing that. Now, not all of them, of course, but if they have been hit in the head, even mildly to cause dysfunction, they are allowing more to, more to come forth from their particle bundle. That's why some people, and of course, it's maybe one in a trillion, can actually bend spoons. Just about all of them brought. But the ability is there. The ability to levitate things is there. Only it's ridiculously limited. And the people generally who have those abilities don't use them to make money. Getting back to the particle bundle and savants, so that Einstein was a savant, Thomas Jefferson, Niels Bohr, Beethoven. And if you read about Cervantism in, in books today, you'll read the most incredible people you never thought of were savants. So according to what Lyle and Betty told me, savants are responsible for civilization because all good things, different forms of governments, and bad things, by the way, have come from savants but more good than bad. So that's what the particle bundle is about. Now, one thing I mentioned in my book and that people ask me about, you know, before all of this stuff happened to me, not only was I a skeptic and I'm embarrassed about what kind of a skeptic I was. (laughs) And I didn't believe anything. And I thought that anyone who believed in any of this stuff was crazy that people would actually believe that someone could read their palm or that any of this stuff was the slightest possible. I'm very much like you, John. I'd go through a bookstore and see the New Age metaphysical section, and I thought these Mm -hmm. poor people need to get a life. You know, they're just grabbing at straws, hoping to believe in something where none of it's real. So that's why you and I make the perfect messengers, because... Yeah. We, right. we yeah. started believing it, yeah, for good reason. And, and I was a terrible skeptic throughout basically all of my visits there. And they were very nice about it because they totally understood. But then I was also an atheist. Hmm. And I believed in nothing. You know, my parents kept religion away from me. They did not want me to be religious. They 
they didn't believe in God or anything. And they believed we were born and we die. We turn to dust and that's that. It's like anything else. They said there's no such a thing as religion. They said that religion is very harmful to people because it's controlling. They tried to brainwash me because the two of them were mildly religious, but not really religious. Mm -hmm. They wanted me to learn more about why I shouldn't be an atheist. And I fought them and really fought them. But they kept on bringing, like they would take me to very holy parts of the world and teach me about things that went on, you know, in Christ's time and all these different things. And I would say to them, I don't want to hear any of this stuff, please. And then they said to me, well, what do you think of the particle bundle? So I said, well, it's a great little scientific tool, basically, that enables life. That supports atheism. This is a scientific reality. This is a little tool, a a little mechanism, and it's responsible for all of this. And they said, yeah, you're right. However, the particle bundles were created at the time of the Big Bang. And their only practicality is for life. So they knew about life at the Big Bang. And I said, well, I, I don't know. You know, you're confusing me. And they said, well, think. Particle bundles allow life to go on, allow for the afterlife. And they were formed when the universe was formed. He said, so you don't have to believe in God. We just want you to believe in a creator, that there is a cosmic intelligence out there that's responsible for basically everything. Because if they're responsible for the particle bundle, which is a little miracle thing, which didn't evolve from anything, it was just there. Then I started weakening. I'll put it that way. Uh I went so far as to believe that maybe there is something to it. Not God. I'm not going to believe there's, you know, a guy in the clouds in a white robe who answers prayers or who doesn't. But something intelligent created these things. This is no coincidence. Can I ask you when you had these experiences were they as real some dreams you can kind of remember are these the kinds that you woke up and you just like they were so real like any day you've ever had was it like they were they were ruining my life yeah they were real then really real real well i knew that i was dreaming i knew that when i went to sleep i was going to be i didn't know where they were going to be taking me Hmm. but I knew all of that. I finally, you know, I mean, I realized I wasn't getting any work done. I lost clients and all I could do was think about it. Mm-hmm. I couldn't wait to get to sleep the next night to go there. I was infatuated with it. And I, I was the one and they agreed and stopped going. In fact, I stopped um, meditating because I knew that if I didn't meditate, they couldn't get me. Now I asked them was this like winning a lottery getting this and they said well the odds were even worse than winning a lottery and i said well how did this happen they said that as they explained to me earlier all you 
bring to the afterlife are your memories. And they're so vivid that they're real life. And you, since you can remember how to see, you can see. Since you remembered how to eat, you can eat. Since you remember what food is, you can create it in your mind. And you have to read my book to read to see this stuff. You can go out for dinner in the afterlife. Oh, that's fine. In your mind. <laughs> okay. In your mind. They said that they're, just like there are here, there are affinity groups. There are people who have very, very strong memories about things, and they get together and they recreate part of something that happened in their lives. I was in an Iwo Jima creation, recreation. Hmm. And Lyle picked up my signature vibration that there was someone else here who shouldn't be here. And he joined my vibration to his, which is what you do when you meld memories. And all of a sudden, I was there with him and this other guy because they were there together to experience something that had happened to one of them. And I, when I was on the mission in the airplane, that was an affinity group. And they have affinity groups for anything and everything that goes on in life. There are food groups, reading groups, movie groups, you name it. Wow. That's what they do in the afterlife. And that you can create anything you want out of your imagination. They showed me how to build a car. It was done out in Colorado in the mountain roads. Right now, I have goosebumps thinking about what I was able to do. They pulled it out of my mind. And since it was my imagination working, I actually had a car that I could get in, start the motor, and drive like a maniac. And that car is a very important part of the ending of the book. Just before we go to the break, I want to say I hope you're enjoying this conversation, one, but I believe meditation is a portal to something else. I know I've experienced seeing and hearing my deceased loved ones there. I know I felt like I've been flying like a bird. I can see so clearly. I think my eyes are open, but they're not. But I do think quieting the mind can be the entryway to something really big. You're listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins. And this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then... Fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Are you ready to fight back against crime? 
Hi guys, Nancy Grace here, host of podcast Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. I've dedicated my life to fighting crime and helping crime victims. For a decade, I prosecuted violent felonies, personally investigating, prosecuting, and covering literally thousands of cases. It's so easy to think it will never happen to me or my family, but that is simply not true. Every day on Crime Stories with Nancy Grace, we shine a light on unsolved homicides, heat up cold cases, and help find missing people, especially children. We speak with family members, investigators, CSI, reporters, and experts in every field. Every day is a mission. Every day is a chance to stop crime and keep one more person safe. Listen to Crime Stories with Nancy Grace on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Did you know that tests that could save your life from cancer are now available for little or no cost? Thanks to the health care law called the Affordable Care Act. Let this be the year you get screening tests that can help detect cancer early when it's most treatable. Don't let concerns get in your way. Talk to a doctor or other medical professional to learn more about the best cancer testing options for you. A new season of Bridgerton is here. And with it, a new season of Bridgerton, the official podcast. I'm your host, Gabrielle Collins, and this season, we are bringing fans even deeper into the ton. Colin Bridgerton has returned from his travels abroad. Is betrothal written in the stars for The Eligible Bachelor? Meanwhile, the ton is reverberating with speculation of who holds Lady Whistledown's pen. We're discussing it all. I sit down with Nicola Coughlin, Luke Newton, Shonda Rhimes, and more to offer an exclusive peek behind the scenes of each episode of the new season. Watch season three of the Shondaland series on Netflix. Then fall in love all over again by listening to Bridgerton, the official podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe to catch a new episode every Thursday. Hey, this is George Norrie, and you're listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for being here. Now let's get back to more with Sandra. Welcome back to Shades of the Afterlife. I'm Sandra Champlain, and we are listening to a great story by John Weiss, who, through a series of meditating and dreaming, feels he was transported and speaking with people in the afterlife. They said, but people have also been told that the more wonderful memories that you bring with you and the more people you can meet, the better your afterlife is going to be. I like that. One thing I've learned since my experiences and looking at other books, no one's afterlife experience is the same. Your experience is based on what you believe, what you want to believe, and who is in control of you when you go there. Because someone has to be in control of you if you're still alive. 
to enable you to do anything there. Now, if you look at the book, which I read, called Heaven is for Real. Yes, I know that book. It's 100% different from anything I had. Right. Now, this was a very religious little kid from a very religious family. And his afterlife, he saw Jesus, Moses, he saw everyone from his um, learnings. Right. If I had been like that, I may have learned the same things. Now, in my early days of learning about this, I met someone over the Internet because I was trying to get my book onto sites. And this, I forget the guy's name, he was a doctor. And he said, this sounds very interesting. He says, I'm going to read your book. And this is all done over the email. He called me the worst things you could ever call anyone. That I was the worst liar, fraud, and, and I, shouldn't, I should be banned from this genre. And I, of course, was very startled. And I said, what? He said, you never went to the afterlife. He said, people who have say specific things about it. I said, oh, you're going to tell me that I wasn't in the afterlife, but you're going to believe someone else's? Right. So I started realizing that there are so many wonderful books out there. You know, I don't know how many are real or aren't real. And I learned, you know, forgetting my skepticism, some of the stuff I saw there was really weird, but it really happened to me. So I have to give the benefit of the doubt to any of these books that, yeah, these people really did experience something incredible. Yeah, as for as many people there are, even if I were to explain what life is like, someone else would have a different story. So mm-hmm. I would think afterlife would be the same. And then there's a book called Proof of Heaven by Dr. Mm-hmm. Eben Alexander. He's got some weird stuff in his book, too. You know, They're all going to have weird yeah. stuff. Yeah, so to me it's all proof that we do go on and we just have different experiences. Mm-hmm. And, and it's all very comforting to know and if we can, just in the last few minutes that we have, your yeah. subtitle, well, first of all, the name of your book is The Afterlife is to Die For, Amazing yeah. Possibilities Await Us All. And again, your website is afterlifeblog.com, John Weiss's, but the amazing possibilities that await us all. So it, mm-hmm. it sounds to me like it, it, we can create whatever we want. We're with we, people. We, we are with people. And they're no different up there than they are. I say up there because it's more, it's right here. Yes, right. yes, that's how I feel too. And the invisible space it's, it's vibrating invisible, around us. But they're all over you and they're in your head because that's one of the ways they experience things. They wow. can't affect you, but they're all over the place. It's called particle alignment, bundle alignment. Because you can align with someone else's bundle in their body. John, I took a course in mediumship in the UK. Mm -hmm. Beyond a shadow of a doubt, over and over and over, I experienced miraculous things. And one of the explanations is that those folks, let's call it in the hereafter, are Mm -hmm. trying to change their vibration to meet up with us. And by going into like a meditative state... Mm-hmm. We, you know, I'm trying to blend my energy with them. And just from what you're saying now about the particle alignment and the particle bundle, I like, I can't wait to read your book right now. 
But I yeah, think this is fascinating. It's, it's making sense why some of this, you know, if you want to call it paranormal or metaphysical or mm-hmm. whatever, but like why it works. Yeah. And you know who's the leading authority on it now? No. Einstein. Really? His affinity group in the afterlife, which is made up of the most profound scientific minds over the last 140 years, study this. That's where they came up with particle bundles, particle alignment, and all of this stuff. Because it used to be the afterlife was just like here. They didn't know where anything came from. They didn't know what was going on. Hmm. They were there. Now some people have put reason to it. So it's no different there than it is here. Oh, John Weiss, thank you. Life can be tough sometimes. And yeah, any tip for living now, knowing what you know? Meet as many people as you can. Learn what they're all about. Accept these people and just gain great memories. The better the memories, the better you're going to be in the afterlife. And the other thing is, is that don't worry, you're not going to hell because there is no hell. That's good news. There's no heaven either. But you'd swear that the afterlife was heaven. Mm. Because if you want it to be, it will be heaven. It definitely will be heaven. Well, I hope you enjoyed that. Again, the name of his book is The Afterlife is to Die For. Amazing possibilities await us all. And John Weiss's website is afterlifeblog.com. It's so funny that I have these conversations with people because who I was 25 years ago was so cynical, so judgmental, and If you couldn't see it to believe it, I had a hard time dealing with it. So I don't know if I would have liked the current Sandra, but the current Sandra is someone who explores life as an adventure. It's like peeling layers of the onion. There's so much richness, and I wouldn't trade the old me for the new me for anything. So while some of these conversations might not be your cup of tea, meaning that you might think, that sounds good, but ooh, that sounds a little crazy. That's fine. I think for as many people as are living on planet Earth, there can be that many different experiences. And so there's all kinds of people and people like John Weiss might resonate to some. Some people with my story might resonate to you. Might be others that talk about angels and who knows what that resonate to others. What I feel so strongly about is that when we can gather enough information and believe in the bigger picture, it really gives us power in this life. So all of these conversations do point to something bigger, something extraordinary, something happening in the invisible space all around us. You know the phrase, don't throw the baby out with the bathwater? I ask you to consider just going for the gold. You know, the juicy bits that resonate with you and hold on to those to empower yourself. If it doesn't fit, get rid of it. But I love learning new things. I love learning new people. 
And I love that John shares that that's where the richness is in life. The more we accumulate and put in our basket, so to speak, in life, the more new experiences and the more we can utilize our imagination in the afterlife. I'll never forget when I had the courage to tell my dad that I've been studying the afterlife. And out of the blue, I got an image of a yellow airplane with black lettering on the side and a man laughing in my brain, laughing, saying, I did get to take my toys with me. And I shared that with my dad and some other details. And sure enough, my dad had a friend with that very same airplane. And my dad was his champion trying to help him beat cancer and said, Jim, you don't get to bring your toys with you. You've got to fight to live. And Jim was saying, I did get to bring my toys with me. There is so much we get to experience. And I think after all the interviews and research that I've done, that whatever we didn't get to do here in life, we get to do in the afterlife. So that's really good news. But certainly there are experiences here that are so valuable for our soul. Just to be sure, you know that our very first movie has come out, Rinaldi, Instrumental Trance Communication from the Other Side, is the story of Sonia Rinaldi, who over 30 years has been capturing voices and now images of people in the afterlife. I think you'll really enjoy seeing it, and I've gotten so much positive feedback already. Just go to wedontdie.com and on the website, that front page, there's a link and you can purchase the movie and watch it. I think you'll really enjoy it. We also always have our online classes that will give you the experience that you are so much more than your body, whether it's through our psychic class or our medium class or our trance in the altered states class. And of course, you'll find our world famous Sunday gathering that we inspire you every week, complete with a demonstration of mediumship. So what I'm left with after our time with John Weiss is the value of meditation. It's just getting to a place where you can relax your thoughts and be fully present. So just maybe concentrating on your breath, letting any thoughts just float away and being in that place of nothingness. And you may feel like you fall asleep. And from what John says, he fell asleep often during meditation and that brought him into this zone. So meditation is good for so many different reasons, health-wise, but also it has that ability, I feel, to sharpen our skills, boost our intuition, and maybe peer into the world of the afterlife. I want to thank you for listening today. I'm Sandra Champlain. And you've been listening to Shades of the Afterlife on the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Thanks for listening to the iHeartRadio and Coast to Coast AM Paranormal Podcast Network. Make sure and check out all our shows on the iHeartRadio app or by going to iHeartRadio.com. 